welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we learn Mishnah 19 of chapter 3 of Pirkei Avot, where Rabbi Akiva continues saying, Everything is seen, yet the freedom of choice is given. The world is judged with goodness, and everything depends on the majority of good deeds. So this Mishnah is talking about freedom of choice, of free will, Behira. Freedom of choice is a direct consequence of the fact that mankind is made in the image of God. So Hashem made the people, the huma humanity, in His image, so we could choose to do godly things. That's what it means that we're created in the image of God. It doesn't mean that we look like Him, that we are intelligent like Him, no. It means that we have the, the, the freedom to choose to be godly. That's what it is. And it's more, when a baby is born, uh, the whole Torah is taught to him in, in, in the womb of the mother. And before he's born, the angel comes and hits him in the lip. And he tells him, be, be righteous and not be wicked. What this means is that a person really doesn't choose if he's pretty or ugly. He cannot choose if he's going to be rich or poor. He cannot choose if he's going to be sick or, or healthy. These things are predetermined already. We don't choose these things. This is not free will. If you go to a store and you choose the chocolate ice cream every time you go, you're really not choosing anything. You are already made with this um, program that you like chocolate ice cream and maybe once in a while you'll try a new flavor but in reality you are already predisposed to certain things in life so the only thing that we are really free to choose is right from wrong this is the only free choice we really have and this is when we choose goodness when we choose what Hashem wants then we're acting in his image we're acting godly so here the Maharal of, of, of Prague he teaches us that even though God sees a person about to commit a transgression, he does not prevent him from transgressing. He doesn't get involved. Like, sometimes people feel like, where was Hashem when this shooting happened in this school? How could he allow it to happen? Or how could he allow the Holocaust to happen? How, where was God? How could he allow some, something like that to happen? So the Maharal of Prague explains that the Creator endowed human beings with the freedom to even violate His will. So we have the freedom to even go against Hashem. And this is the biggest gift God gave us. And there's a reason for it. Because imagine if everybody would do everything that God wants, that would not be freedom of choice. We would be all like robots because if you know that every person that behaves right is going to be a millionaire, then nobody would not behave right. Or if everybody knew that if you behave right, you're going to be healthy and you're going to live 180 years, you will always behave right. So that's not freedom of choice. Hashem has to create a world where there's good and there's bad. The good of the world comes from his front, from his face. The bad of the world comes from his back. This is something he has to create that he doesn't want to create. It's also a part of Hashem. He doesn't want to create it, but he has to create it so we can be free people, so we can choose to do the right thing. And when we choose the right thing, then Hashem is able to give us merits. And this is the whole purpose of, of, of free choice, is so we can 
earn our our place in the world to come so we don't we don't become people that are eating bread of shame people that are given everything when you give everything to somebody that person is ungrateful he will never uh, appreciate what he has when a person has to struggle and he has to make an effort to do the right thing then he knows he's the one that did it he knows he had to overcome his yetzerhara his evil inclination his nature and go the other way in order to be able to exercise his free will if we live with our nature and our animalistic impulses and our yetzerhara then also we are not free people we will not be free people because we're living up to who, how we were made and we were not choosing but when for example you're a person that uh, suffers from from envy for example and you see your very good friend just bought a new car because he won the lottery and he has this very special beautiful car and, and, and your natural inclination is to say, oh, I would have loved to have that car and you're feeling bad because you don't have it and you, you're looking bad at your friend, but instead you say, I'm not gonna feel that, I'm, I'm gonna overturn that feeling, I really want to feel happy for my friend. This, he deserves it, he's a good person, I'm so happy he has this car, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for him. Then at that moment, you are exercising your free will because you're not going with your natural impulse, you're going against it. And when you're turning yourself around, in reality, that's when you're exercising your free will. So we need to understand the origin of free choice and when Adam and Eve were in the garden of, of Eden they had no such thing as evil inclination they were only good inclination they were they didn't have an evil inclination so Hashem sent the snake to entice them and everything was a plan from God so when they ate from the tree of life of good and evil what they did was, the tree of knowledge, I'm sorry, of good and evil, what they did is that evil came into their psyche, the ego came inside of them, and at that moment, they were able to exercise their free will. Till then, they had no free will. They were doing only what God wanted them to do. But at that moment, they became knowledgeable like God, and they understood good from bad. It's more, when they fell down from the Garden of Eden, Eden, Hashem said to them, where are you, Ayeka? And they were naked. And at that moment, they realized they were naked and they were covering themselves with the leaves because they felt bad. They were naked, but they were naked in the Garden of Eden and they didn't feel remorse. Why? Because they had no evil inside of them. At that moment, the evil came inside. But in reality, plan, plan B was really plan A and Hashem created the world in such a way so we can have free choice and we can choose Him. And by choosing him, then we are choosing good. And, uh, and that's the biggest gift he gave us because in that way, we are able to earn our way to heaven, to the world to come. And it's not something that's gonna be because Hashem gave it to us for free. It's something that we earned. And, um, and it says here in, that, in the Mishnah that the, everything is seen and the Mishnah uses the passive form of Safui, which means sin, to emphasize that God observes both the good and the evil, and He does not interfere in mankind's uh, free choice. He's not; He won't stop you from doing it. That's up to you. You have to choose to be good. 
That's the free choice. You have to want to be good. You have, like the angel said before you were born, choose good and not be, be good and not be evil. It's a choice. So Ramban understand the Mishnah differently a little bit, and he would translate the word safui as foreseen. And he considers the point of the Mishnah to be that God knows everything, including the future, and yet mankind still has free choice at every moment. So this is a paradox. How can it be that Hashem knows what you're going to do from beforehand, but he allows you to do it and he doesn't interfere? So how can it be that he knows and at the same time you're choosing to do it? So it's like similar, like a mother would give a child a chocolate at six o'clock in the afternoon and a broccoli and she says to the kid, okay, choose, you want to eat chocolate or broccoli? Obviously the mother knows the kid is gonna choose the chocolate. He's not gonna choose the broccoli. So Hashem knows what we're gonna choose because he knows us. He knows he's, he's, he's living in the past, in the present and in the future all at the same time. He knows, but at the same time, he allows us to be the ones that choose. So here the enigma of good, evil and the free choice Free choice is uniquely human. It's not uh, animals don't have free choice. Angels don't have free choice. Only human beings have free choice. And, and the paradox of free choice is that God, who is the ultimate of goodness, created a situation that allows evil. Hashem allows it to be because he wants you to choose the good. That's why evil only exists so there can exist good. If there was no evil, there would be no good. It wouldn't exist. So if he withdrew a person's choice, that would undermine the divine nature of mankind, which lies in free choice. And he says here that the philosophers asked the rabbi in Rome, the rabbis in Rome, if your God is displeased by idolatry, why does he not destroy it? And they answered, if they worshipped only things that were of no use, he would destroy it. In fact, they also worship the sun and the moon and the stars. Shall he destroy his world because of the fools? Like they're saying, if the idol worshippers worship the moon and the stars, how can he destroy these idols if they're beneficial for the world? It's because some fools believe these are gods. He's not going to destroy them. And the answer that he will not destroy this world is sufficient as far as, as it goes. But it begs the further question. Why does he not destroy the idol worshippers? Okay, don't destroy the idols, but why doesn't Hashem destroy the idol worshippers? And the answer is, if he destroyed idol worshippers, people, people would no longer have free choice. They wouldn't choose to be idol worshippers because they would know that that would be the end of them. So also the Mishnah says at the end that the world is uh, judged with goodness and, and, and good is defined as that which is worthy of creation and existence. And God in his goodness as allows evil. But he makes every effort to look at the good in a person. Like he's always looking for your merits. More than your sins, he's always looking after your merits. And I remember a story I, I read many years ago from, I think it's from the Gemara, that a man that was a very bad guy in a town had passed away. And he had done a lot of evil to a lot of people. And the Hebra Kadisha, one of the guys that was in the burial society, really disliked this man. And when he was preparing him for burial, he punched him in the face, which is something that is not right to do because, you know, you have to take, uh, you have to honor the body when you're preparing it. And that night, this guy that punched the, 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 the guy that had died in the face dreamt with him 
And the guy came and he was luminous and beautiful. And he came to ask him why he punched him in the face. And the guy woke up and he was petrified and he ran to the rabbi's house in the middle of the night and knocked on his door and said to the rabbi, you know, I had this dream, it's horrible, I don't know what's gonna be, what should I tell him? And the rabbi said, for more likely this guy is gonna come back to your dream. Next time he comes to you, please send him to me, I want to ask him a question. So eventually the guy went back home, he fell asleep, and again, the dream came back, the guy came back to ask him why he punched him in the face, and the, the guy said to the dead guy, you know, the rabbi wants to talk to you. Please go and talk to him first. So he appeared in a dream to the rabbi and the rabbi said, tell me something. You were such an evil man. You never did any kindness. You never did any good in this town. How come you're so luminous? And so the guy said, he said to him, where are you? So the guy answered to the rabbi, you know, rabbi, I don't know what happened. I thought I was going directly to Gainon. But instead, I was received by this, all this entourage and there was like a party waiting for me and they sat me in this throne and they had me in the highest of the highest of regards. And I asked, what did I do to deserve this? What did I do? So they reminded him that many years ago he was a lifeguard and there was a kid in the ocean and he was uh, drowning and he saved the child. He put his life in danger to ch save this child. At the end, this child survived and he grew up to become a very, very big rabbi, a big haham and a lot of Torah learning. And they said that all the Torah learning that this rabbi had done in his life, he had merited from this Torah learning. It's as if he had learned that Torah. So it accounted to him because he saved that life, all the goodness that this boy did all his life was also part of his merits. And that's what they counted when he died. So the story tells you that yes, sin is, is, um, is also admonished. Hashem also, uh, we have to pay for the things we don't do right. But in reality, Hashem is always trying to look at what we do right. For him, it's more important to look at the merit of a person. And the more merits a person acquires by his uh, free will, because he chooses to do good, then this will stand in favor for him in the world to come. So this is something to think about. I leave you here. I wish you a beautiful week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.